you're listening to Growing Matters, the podcast dedicated to providing you with all the information and research you need to improve your farm and business. Well, hi everyone and welcome to Growing Matters. Today we're speaking to research scientist Dr. Kelvin Montague from the Applied Horticultural Research. Dr. Kelvin's been funded with levies through Hort Innovation to study soil wealth and integrated crop protection. He's also an expert in irrigation and water management. Now on today's podcast, we're talking about cover cropping, which we already know has a bit of a history here in Australia. Dr. Kelvin starts by telling us more about what it actually is and why it's an important part of the farming process. Cover cropping is quite a simple concept and it's been around for a long time. My grandfather would have done it and I'm sure your listeners' grandfather would have used cover crops in their day. They sort of went a bit out of fashion in the 70s and 80s. You know, as tractors got bigger, we got more herbicides and fertiliser, they sort of dropped off the radar a bit. And what we've seen in the last probably 10 years is a rediscovery of cover crops and their use in vegetable production. And really one of the main reasons for doing that is we need to look after our soil and cover crops are one of the best tools for doing that. And probably I'll make a real key point at the very beginning is actually moving from fallow to growing a cover crop is one of the big advances you can make. So if you've currently got a a long period of fallow within your rotation, you should be really thinking seriously about putting a cover crop in. Now, Dr Kelvin, it sounds like looking after your soil is one reason to consider a cover crop. But are there any other reasons? There are a number of things that cover crops can do for you and you've really got to think about what your main aim is. The basic use of cover crops is really protecting your soil and that's from wind erosion or water erosion. Some areas, veggie growing areas, really cop the wind and you can blow away your really valuable topsoil. So that's one of the key benefits. After that, there's lots of other benefits around trying to build organic matter and structure back into your soil. We know vegetable cropping is really hard on your soils. If you think of a, say, a baby leaf crop, you're rotating through that very quickly and you're cultivating a lot. So by bringing cover crops back into your rotation, you fell the soil and give it a chance to rebuild its structure. And that will have benefits in terms of reduced cost, in terms of the amount of tillage you've got to do, nutrient benefits, and also soilborne disease benefits. Okay, so what are some of the challenges and what are some of the other crops we could use? So when you think about putting a cover crop into your system, there's really a couple of questions you've got to think about, which is where is the space within your cropping cycle? And then during that time, what sort of temperature have you got? What's the climate like during that time? And also, have you got water available? Because that's one of the key things in Australia where we differ from many other places around the world. And in Australia, water is a major restriction on our use of cover crops. So once you sort of work that out, then there's sort of a basic rule of thumb is you've got to look at your rotation, but then the three sort of categories of cover crops are a cereal or a grass. So in winter, that might be an oat. In summer, it might be a sorghum. A legume, so again in winter that might be a pea. In summer it might be a sun hemp or a lab lab, depending where you are. And then you might have something else uh, like a brassica, like a tillage radish or a biofumigant, which is specifically aimed at sawborne diseases. So they are the sort of decisions you'll go through in terms of the structures. And then once you start getting a, a cover crop program going and you're on top of it and used to it, then you can start thinking about you know, should I just put one cover crop in, one species in that mix, or do I start looking at two or three um, species in your cover crop mix? Okay, Doctor. So you've given us some good examples there. 
moving forward to planning and choosing what we want to grow sounds like an important part of the process, but how do we know if we're on the right path? You can often see benefits um, visually really quickly after growing your cover crop. That's one of the things we do see is that if you select the right cover crop that rebuilds soil structure, you'll see that and you'll, you'll feel it in your tractor as well when you're putting the speed till or you know, your cultivator over the, the paddock, you'll feel it in the amount of horsepower and the speed that you can go. One crop you can often see the benefits depending on where you've started from. One of the things you've got to be really careful about, and I see it happening particularly with people coming into just starting to use cover crops, is that there's a bit of a, a one step forward growing the cover crop and improving your soil, but then sometimes it's left too long and you get this, what I call a big buffy cover crop, and I know growers you know, all like to grow the biggest and best cover crops, but sometimes you don't want a five-foot-high uh, cover crop because it then requires so much cultivation that you actually take two steps back in terms of your soil structure. So you've got to really think about what stage you actually will terminate your cover crop at and how much material, organic matter you want to be dealing with. And that will have a really important part in how you manage your crop, your cover crop, and also will be strongly influenced by what your next cash crop is. And that should always be the prime sort of thought in your head is, how am I going to go from this cover crop back into sowing or transplanting my cash crop? Because that's where a lot of growers trip up. So have a very clear idea how you're going to do that before you even sow it. Yeah, some great advice there, Doc. Okay, I guess one of the most important questions then is what savings can we see? Cover crops should really pay for themselves. I, you know, They don't cost that much in terms of seed, but there are obviously a lost revenue potentially from, from not growing your, your cash crop, but normally you'd grow in a fallow anyway, and there might be some water or, or fertiliser costs as well. But what most growers that we work with say is that basically they'll see the benefits over time so you mightn't see it um, you know, the first season, but generally um, you'll see a reduction in the, uh, or, or just improvement in the, in the um, growing conditions. And generally the soil just becomes more capable of, of coping with, with those extreme events, particularly things like rainfall, because um, you know, often we're seeing now is we're getting really heavy rainfall events, and if your soil's not really up to it, that's when the whole thing collapses and you lose a crop. So the economic benefits from going cover crops are really, there are a number of them, but just building a more robust production system. And then there's a whole lot of other things around nutrients and also soilborne diseases, which is sort of more long-term building of your soil health. And lastly, Doctor, before we let you go, have you got one top tip that you'd like to share with us all? I mean, my top tip is if you've currently got a fallow, then you've got to remember that when that soil's fallow, the bugs in the soil are still eating away the organic matter and the soil's getting pounded by rainfall or blown around in the, in the hot summer. And so actually covering that with a cover crop will see the biggest benefit in that first step. So really trying to work out what you can grow to cover your soil and to just help it along is probably the biggest step. And then really the other thing I'd say is before you even sow your cover crop, you really need to have seed in the shed so that you can get it in the ground quickly when that window occurs and it should just be part of the farm routine. And the next thing to consider is how you're going to go from your cover crop back to your cash crop. 
because that's where a lot of growers trip up. You know, they might have stubble trouble. So if you're growing baby leaf, you don't want stubble. So you've got to manage your cover crop so that you don't. And other times you might want a lot of crop residue. So if you're growing pumpkins, so you keep the pumpkin off the ground. So, you know, other sort of things to consider. Have seed in the shed so that you can do this really easy and then be very clear about how you're going to go from your cover crop back to your cash crop. Wow, some great tips there. Dr. Kelvin Montague, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Growing Matters. I hope you've enjoyed this talk with Dr. Kelvin Montague. And to find out more about his research, you can visit soilwealth.com.au. And if you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to know when new episodes have been released, then make sure you follow Growing Matters on your favourite podcast app. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Growing Matters. Don't forget to visit us over at horticulture.com.au and join our free membership. Get instant access to the very latest information available to help your farm and business grow.